right, folks, we're back. New episode of the Second String Podcast, Tuesday, July 27th, 2021, the year of our Lord. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. Hope you had a fantastic Monday. Hope your Monday was such a bounce back that it didn't even feel like a Monday. It felt maybe even you could mistake it for not a Saturday. That's not possible, but like a Wednesday, maybe a Thursday. I'll take that shit all day. You mistake, you think a Monday, you you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh man, today felt like Wednesday. That's a steal. Got the Tigers extras right now with the Twins, top of the 10th. Guy on second, Derek Hill at the dish. He's down 0-2, 5-5, so I'm keeping tabs on this. I'm watching the game as I'm talking, so if I lose my train of thought, if I cut in talking about baseball, if I start celebrating or kind of get sad, I'll let you know, and you know why. So I'm half in, half out. I'm in. The brain's locked into the podcast. I'm focusing on the words that I'm saying and the things that I want to talk about. But I am partially invested in the Tigers. Just wanted to disclaim that. Just had to get that out there. That's all it is. There may be a time where I just fade in like my sentence. What's he doing with the ball? Kind of like that, where I just kind of dribble off and I lock in on the game. Just no. Just no. <laughs> I got a baseball game. I'm not that. I'm not a schizophrenic. I'm not. We haven't gotten there yet. Maybe down the road. Certainly an option. Certainly an option. I just watched Old and the Doctor becomes schizophrenic. What's that movie with Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando? Bang. Certainly an option. Not quite, though. Ooh, bit of a mouthful on the intro. Anyways, what I have you for you today, my friends, um, there are some there are some juicy, juicy, juicy Detroit sports stuff I want to talk about. We'll do the Detroiter. I'm going to record that tomorrow, so that'll come out on Wednesday. Oh, man, I am fucking juiced. Let, there's so much obvious shit that's happening. Obviously, Cade becomes a Piston officially um, this Thursday. We got Stevie Y just had the draft. I'm going to recap that. There are some fucking rumors, brother. There is some shit that could hit the wall as far as the Red Wings are concerned, and I can't wait. I was just down a rabbit hole before I jumped on this. I'm um, reading about Zach Wierenski possibly fucking muscling his way to Detroit. <laughs> Pretty much just telling Columbus, hey, it's been great, but uh, I will I will be going to Detroit in free agency, so you may as well dish me for Bertuzzi now. <laughs> I just went down a rabbit hole, and I, well, safe to say I'm convinced. Zach Wierenski, I actually am, after this rabbit hole, convinced Zach Wierenski will be a Red Wing at some point, but I'm convinced now. It might be sooner than we expected. I kind of want to talk some college football, dude. Every day that goes by, I just get like 1% more of an itch. Like maybe I itched myself four times today. Tomorrow it's going to be four, and the fourth one's going to be that much harder. You know what I'm saying? That's just kind of how I've been feeling about college football. Maybe a little bit of lines, but we have all kinds of shit to get into on the Detroiter tomorrow, so look out for that. Today, I was going to do a movie. Um, I was going to do some random stuff. I don't know how long I want this to go. This will probably be a shorter one, probably less than 30 minutes. I would guess, uh, we're going to just do some random topics. One thing I do want to talk about, or just a tidbit for maybe a future episode spent my weekend in case anybody was wondering, absolutely dominating and taking names in the beautiful game, the Lord's game, the, the world's game that we call beard eye. I mean, are you kidding me, folks? They're really, I, you can't ever even debate. Like if someone made any argument that there's a better drinking game than beard eye, sorry, irrelevant. I won't even hear an argument. I, I legitimately won't hear an argument provided, 
provided you have enough room to play outside, you have the resources for a table, you either made one or bought one or, you know, you're doing a makeshift type thing and it's nice outside, like provided the conditions are there, provided the baseline of what you need to play beard eye is available and ready to you. I won't even hear an argument if it's raining or it's snowing outside and it's 40 degrees. No doubt. No doubt. Let's play some pong. Let's just hang out in the heat. We can play pong inside. We don't have to freeze our nuts off. Absolutely. If it's 70, if it's like 55 or higher and it's not raining, beard eye. And your lawn's not flooded. I guess that could come into play the way the shit's gone the last few weeks. No floods, 55 and higher, and it's not raining or snowing. I guess it wouldn't be snowing if it's 55 chemistry. I'm in. I'm in. It's beard eye. It's not even a question. No game. There is no game out there as far as the drinking world. The drinking games are concerned. And this is what I'm getting into now is like this might need its own episode. The game of beard eye might need its own episode. There isn't a game out there that combines more aspects of everything fun than beard eye, right? On offense, you throw pong. The na- the whole thing you do in pong is try to make the ball go in the cup. Beard eye, similar concept. You obviously want the dice to go in the cups, also on the table. So you have the the touch. Everyone can think they're Larry Bird. Everyone can think they're Steph Curry. You have the touch and the feel aspect to it. Or sure, maybe you're not the best at defense. Sure, you're not the most athletic or the fastest. But hey, you have the touch. You have the coordination. You can hit the table a fair amount of the time. You have that little aspect for those people. Okay. You have the weird nuanced rules that make it feel like it's a little secret that you know about. Okay. You have the re-rolls. You have what the field goal rule. You have the FIFA rule. Everyone, like you think you're part of a little club because it has these weird rules. Boom. That's checked off. You have FIFAs. So now we're getting soccer involved. Oh, sorry. For this part of for this one little niche part of the game, no hands, even though the whole rest of the game's hands. Bang. You have the twist as well as the soccer. And then on defense, you have the time of your life. You have on defense proving to yourself that maybe that thought, maybe that thought of like, ah, I could have been D1 in whatever sport, like you get the chance to prove yourself right in your own head. <laughs> like maybe you were you were going to be a division one or a college athlete playing shortstop, playing second base. You have that little part of it where you're like, shit, like I may not have played baseball for five years, but my hands are fucking icy with it. I'm like Spider-Man out here and not shit hits the ground, right? You have that aspect. Maybe you were maybe going to be a running back or a linebacker. You have the lateral movement. Uh-oh, they think they got a field goal coming. That dies rolling back to the other end of the table. Fucking quick little shuffle, maybe a turn, pivot, Ricky Henderson and go. You catch the dice, all of a sudden you're like, shit, maybe I could have played college football. You have the athleticism. You have the touch. You have the weird rules and the weird luck, like where it bounces, how it bounces that any great game has. And then you have the teammate aspect of it. You have the camaraderie. You're making jokes when it's the other team's shot. You're hanging out, drinking your beer, cracking a joke. When you both make a great catch, when they make a great catch, when you connect on a FIFA, when they throw it and it goes in, you have the celebration factor. You're not celebrating alone. You're celebrating with your friend. It's a team game. It's a community game, not to mention not to mention, forget the four people that are playing. They're all having fun, but that's a given. We always knew that they'd have fun. This game 
is so enthralling. The action to it, especially if you get a good, good group, people are starting to pepper the table. It's moving back and forth. Everyone's committed. Everyone's in. Throw, throw, die back. Throw, throw, die. Throw, throw, die. Like you get a nice little hum to it. People are hitting the table. People are playing defense, making catches or not making catches. You start to gather a bit of a crowd. All of a sudden, those people not playing, they pull up a lawn chair. Hey, I either sit and I look at the tree or I look at the grass grow or I sit and I watch this divine game unfolding in front of me. This this story that I'll never see told again, a story on the on the plywood that you'll only see once in a lifetime. I get to watch it unfold and I get to have a little part of it, even if it is just shouting out something funny, even if it is degrading my friend when he drops an easy catch. Whatever the case may be, you have your fingerprints on a little piece of history. And an exciting piece of history at that. You're following the action. You want to see the fucking thing hit the table, bounce around who's going to catch it, who's going to lay out, who's going to come and cover their ass on a FIFA. Like, you're, you're as into it almost as the players, maybe even more so. All of a sudden, some side cash starts flowing around. All of a sudden, your one buddy's taking his hat off and he's collecting all the prize money. He's giving you two to one on the team on the left. Side bets are going on. People are betting on this now. It is. you. What else? Get What other games like that? What other game have you ever considered doing any of those things? Like maybe I'd say in college when it's kind of you're stuck in the wintertime, you're stuck inside, not much is going on. Like you watch your friends play a game of Pong. Maybe you're waiting to get next. Okay, no doubt. After that, you're either playing or you're not. And if you are playing, whatever you're playing does not have as many facets and is not even close. A, the athleticism factor, like you're moving. You're not just a piece of shit. You're at least getting those steps in. Sure, you're a piece of shit for drinking 10 bush lights in one standing or one sitting. At least you're getting your steps in. At least you're burning, you're staving off the bush light best you can. You're fighting fire with fire. You're not going to go down without a fight. That's all. At least you have that going for you. Nothing is as more fun. I, I was saying this earlier. You, the fact that you have a game in Beard Eye where you, at least for me, you're having more fun when you play defense that's the sign of a truly great game. You want to not be the one with the ball or the die or whatever it is. You want to not have it. It's more fun when you don't have it. Oh, and then when you do have it is how you score points and how you win. That is the mark of a perfect game. Maybe not a perfect game because I'm sure something could be better, but a near perfect game. That's the mark of the best game. I will give it that title. That's the mark of the best drinking game Maybe not known to mankind, but known to Nick Bradley, known to the host of this podcast, known to the guys whose voice you're listening to. It truly is an incredible game. And I said I do want to do a podcast about it. It's come to me. I think I will do a podcast, maybe not this week, but at some point before the summer ends, while it's still fresh on the mind and I've been partaking, I'm going to have to do a, a podcast on the deep dive. I did the Milk Spiracy this past weekend. I'm going to have to do a deep dive on die. Deep dive on die. I'm going to have to. Where did it come from? Who is the Albert Einstein offspring that thought of it? Who's the genius? Who's the fucking Zuckerberg at the marketing company that spread the word? The first place I ever heard of it, I don't know where it originated. One of my friends from the West Coast told me about it. That's how I heard about it. But now MSU everywhere, it's a thing. Everybody knows what it is. It had to come from somewhere. Someone had to start it. How did they start it? Who gave them the, what kind of crazy sick puppy has an idea to wrangle up a big ass sheet of plywood and throw dice up in the air, see where they land and try to catch him. 
what kind of fucking lonely depressed i'm getting but seriously how do you think of that how do you think of that like you and your buddies are just sitting around probably on drugs i would imagine have to be maybe on booze that would make more sense and you're like okay let's just put our cups what if we did this we put the cups on the corners okay we'll put a beer let's just start throwing it and then you guys catch it when we throw it you catch it when you throw it we'll catch it (laughs) that's probably how it started and they they got they sat down had a little powwow brought out the clipboards and the notepads started figuring out the point system started figuring out fifa's catches all that shit what a fucking game every time i play it that's the i guess pro and con to it is the fact that it is harder to play like pong. You just need a table flip cup. You need a fucking surface. Most of these games, you don't need much die. You need the weather. You need the outdoor area. You need the bigger plywood table. You need the dice. You need four guys who are willing to drink a fair amount of beer. Like you need a lot. You need a lot to play die. But while that may be a con because you can't play it as much, it's more rare that you play it. It's not as accessible, not as easy. That might also be a pro or maybe that's why I'm so in love with it. Or at least people like my friends, those Michiganders and cold weather States, we love it so much just because, Hey, there will only be six months of the year, maybe even five where you have the possibility. Like if you want to play, you can play. And then you got to decide when you're going to play within those five months, six months, whatever. While it's a con, you can't play as much. Kind of a pro. Makes it more of a forbidden fruit. And then when you do play, you get on your podcast and you sit here talking about how much you love playing and how you wonder where it came from and this and that and the other. Kind of a double-edged sword there. It's pretty interesting. I don't know what I'd rather have. Would you rather be able to play die all the time? Like it's always die weather? or For sure the weather. That's the stupidest fucking question. Or I was going to say you can't play it as much. So then when you do play it, you take it, you appreciate it more. You soak it in. Every time I play now, I'll take like in the first game, I'll just take a couple seconds and just give a. And just, oh, yeah, we're playing some. It's nice out. We're in Michigan. The sky's blue and we are playing some fucking beard. Life is good. Every time I do. Every time. But it's for sure the weather. I don't know what. Would it? Would I rather have it be 75 and sunny always or have it be miserable half the time? Yeah, probably the weather for sure. Stupid rhetorical. Okay, I'll take a quick break and then um, I'm going to get into my other topic today. <laughs> this, one, <laughs> this one's funny, or at least I think it's funny. It's kind of a sick and twisted. I noticed. So my sister, shout out to my sister, just had foot surgery um, at the end of last week. I noticed this week, obviously her foot, oh man, it's swollen. She got it operated on. Everything went well. Thank you guys for your concern. She's been, she's wearing these weird, she has like a cast foot wrap type thing on her foot. Uh, Makes sense. Like, like let's cover it up for sure. I agree with the practice, but she's laying around. She's sleeping. Oh, she's so tired. She has the painkillers. We got to get her the cup of water, get her the food. This is going to make me sound like such an asshole. Here's my point though. People that have recently gotten operated on don't have it as bad as we think. Like maybe it's time to start flipping the perspective on people that just got operated on. I'll tell you why after this. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Before you make your judgments or develop your notions, your preconceived notions or 
wait, I should have said, leave your preconceived notions at the door. Lady Fortune is your mistress tonight. <laughs> um, not saying I believe it. Not saying I believe anything I say is true. Can we make that apparent? Unless it's maybe sports related. Not saying I believe anything I say. Not saying anything is true. Just flipping your perspective. Just giving you something else to think about. Um, outside of the box thinking. Have you heard that expression before? Try looking at something with a fresh set of eyes. Get some new perspective. Take a walk a mile in my shoes just to see what it's like to be me. How about you? Let's trade shoes just to see what shit would be like. Fuck. Is that the lyric? Let's look at shit through each other's eyes. That's what the lyric was. Fuck. Um, you get the point, though. Think about it. Someone fresh out of a surgery, someone just got operated on within the last few days. They're all bandaged up. If it's their legs, they're not using those. If it's their hands, they're not grabbing shit. If it's their face, you probably can't see it. But, uh-oh, uh-oh, no, 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 no. Oh, the Tigers are going to lose. Fuck, that sucks. Fucking hey, man, Soto. Hurt, 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 hurt. Tigers lose 6-5. <clears throat> that hurts. All right, anyways. Boys, four in a row, man. Fuck. They lost four in a row. They came back in the ninth tonight, too. Fuck. They're bandaged up. They're laying around. They're probably tired. Man, did that surgery take a toll on them. They got to catch up. They got to sleep. They have, They need to rest. They need to hydrate and eat and rest. Let me make a case why it's not all bad in, in post-op life. Post-op life, it, it gets a bad rap. It's not as bad as you seem. It's like the fucking whole Frank and Charlie and always sunny. Like it's not so bad. It looks like squalor, but they get to eat grilled Charlie's like stuff like that. There are pros to it. First things first, you have the permanent excuse of I'm tired. I just had a surgery. I need to rest. And that applies for pretty much everything that applies for pretty much everything. I literally can't think of a scenario unless God forbid, like a family emergency went down. I actually can't think of a scenario where you couldn't just say, mm, sorry, I just had surgery. Can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> whether it's social, whether it's labor. Hey, you mind sweeping the leaves up in the front yard? Oh, you know what? I'd actually love to because man, does it grind my gears when the leaves, you can see any on the grass, even though surely right when you're done cleaning them all up, more will fall from that tree on your lawn that is filled with thousands more leaves as much as I'd love to, as much as I would love to do that, just had surgery. Can't do it. You have the ultimate excuse for every single situation known to man. Okay. Two, nobody expects anything of you. We forget that when you have a surgery, it's like, it's like the same thing. I don't know. Like when you go to the dentist and they give you the laughing gas, like, Hey, congrats. You get a free, the next six hours are free. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. No one's going to be asking you to do shit. No one expects you to do shit. Just chill out. Oh, you just had a surgery? Okay, well, the favor I was going to ask you for, there's no chance in hell I'm going to ask you for it now because I'm aware of the information that you just had surgery. Only a lunatic would ask a person who just had surgery to like help them with something. I, I was going to ask you to help move my brother in. You just had surgery. If someone asks you after you had surgery to help them move in, they're a lunatic. That's just the plain and simple of it. No one's going to ask you to do anything. I'm not even going to ask you to take the trash out. Like maybe that's your weekly chore. Maybe I'm talking to you. Your weekly chore is taking the trash out. Oh, guess what? You had, you had surgery this week. Fucking forget it. Someone else will take the trash out. You don't, no one expects anything. 
You don't need to provide shit. You can lie there like a wet bag of milk and just, ugh, just be a blob on earth. Just be a ball of sugar and fat and just lay there and do nothing. Provide nothing. No one expects you to anyway. So just go ahead. Another thing. You can sleep all the time. Kind of hand in hand with the last reason it's not so bad. Again, no one expects anything of it. And no one's going to be like, oh, at least do something. At least read a book. Because, hey, guess what? I need to rest. The doctor said I need to rest. If I'm not sleeping 12 hours a day, am I resting? That's that's a great question that not enough people are asking themselves when it comes to being operated on. Are we getting enough rest? Are we sure that me sleeping 10 hours last night and then taking a two separate two-hour naps today, are we sure that that's enough rest? Are we sure my foot is going to heal properly if I'm only getting 14 hours in a day? Are we sure about that? And no one's going to call you lazy. No one's going to tell you to wake your ass up and be productive and do something because... And this is the part where you guys say like it's family, family feud or some shit because you just had an operation or you just had surgery. That's me imitating you, the crowd, if we were in a family feud setting and now you're starting to catch on to what I'm doing. Hope that made sense. You can sleep, whatever. So let's recap so far. You can sleep all the time. No one's going to be like, oh, at least if you're going to lay there all day, at least read or some shit. No, you're tired. You need the rest. You can sleep. No one expects a thing. You don't have to provide any value in any sense of the word or any sense of life. You can just lay there. Okay. You can lay there and slowly die. And lastly, or at least that we've covered so far. What was the first one? What was the first one? What was the first one? It was, um, oh, you don't have to do anything. Is that it? No, I can't even remember what the freaking first one was. Well, that's a damn shame. Anyway, you can sleep. No one expects anything of you. Oh, and you have the best excuse. That's what it is. And you had jogged my memory. You have the best excuse. You don't have to do anything you don't want to at all. And no one will second guess you. Everyone will be like, oh, actually, you know what? Instead of instead of second guessing you, when you say no to their plans or their invitation, they'll actually be like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Hope you're doing well. They'll actually, they'll actually like give you some love. They'll be nice to you for saying, no, you don't want to hang out with them, but disguising it as you just had a surgery. That's, that's about as good as it gets right there. And lastly, and here, here's the big one. You might be sitting there thinking right now, this guy's a fucking sicko. What an asshole. This guy thinks, oh, people that just had surgery, they, oh, they got it. They got it good. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they don't have it as bad as you think. Now, granted, I should have probably disclaimed this at the beginning. It's, it's bad when you're doing two disclaimers in one episode. If you had a major operation, like a life-threatening operation, like something serious, then of course, you know, probably would rather not do that. But if it's like, oh, you broke your finger or like your foot or something where, you know, you're in two weeks, you'll be fine. And it didn't really affect you. It was just like a matter of going and actually having the operation. That's who I'm talking about. Like you get your wisdom teeth out, like you're going to be fine. Your shit's not going to happen. And now you get two weeks to just, you just had a surgery. The, the last part, the, the biggest reason, probably the most convincing, this is going to be some full circle outside the box, fucking Jedi mind trick type shit. Listen to me carefully. The number one reason it's actually not all that bad 
being in post-op, like recently having an operation, we, we say it, Oh, you just had an operation. Everyone coddles you is like, Oh, do you need brownies? Do you need me to go fetch you more little Caesars pizza? Would you like your beverage refilled? Like you're not doing any chores. You're not doing anything you don't want to do. No one's asking you for shit. You just lay, watch movies, eat food. Not only that, you just tell people what food you want and it's brought to you. You tell them what beverage you need and it's brought to you. You tell them if you need a fan or a blanket or whatever. You just tell somebody and it's brought to you. You're like fucking Julius Caesar. Maybe it is better than not being not being post-op. When you're a post-op, you're Julius Caesar. You fucking snap fingers and shit appears in front of you. It's like a buffet table appears if you want it to. Yeah, the, the only thing is someone may say no to using an enormous leaf and fanning you with it. Someone would maybe say, okay, fuck that. That's too far. You just broke your foot. I'm not doing that. But they might not. You might be able to pull that off. If you play your cards right, they like you enough. You might. But here's the number one reason. People who just had a surgery, they're sitting there. They're dealing with, oh man, recovering for two weeks or whatever the case may be. Oh man, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. Oh, everyone feels bad for you. You just had surgery. Oh, hold the phone. Why are we feeling so bad in the first place? They just had something fixed. Your mind just exploded as did mine. As did mine. I've been having this thought since this weekend. I thought about it and I was like, I fucking have to make this point to the masses. Never said it out loud though. Just thought about it. Someone who's in post-surgery, someone who's recovering, your friend who's out and down for the count for a couple weeks because of the wisdom teeth or this or that or whatever. Oh man, I hope you're doing okay. Here's a bunch of ice cream. Oh, I hope you're doing okay. I bought you breakfast. That's nice of you. You're a great friend. But also they just had something fixed. Why, why do we say, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, or like, I hope you're doing well, or like coddle them like it's bad. It should be congrats. We should have a little bit of a shindig. What do you mean? That snaggle tooth you've had since you were four, you fixed it? What are we all down? You're laying down watching La La Land? Great movie, but it's not a mood setter. You should be watching Dirt, the movie about Motley Crue and pounding beers. What do you mean? You just fixed your arm? You fixed that nerve ending in your back that's been bothering you for the last year? And we're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Here's some brownies. What are we doing? You just had a, a a major improvement made to your life, assuming the surgery goes how it's supposed to. What are we sitting around like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I feel bad. Oh, make sure I wait hand and foot on you. You just had a major positive moment, a, a positive change in your life, a major one, something that's broken. A part of your body that was broken is fixed. Think about this. Think about how fucking annoying it is when you shatter your phone or your phone breaks or your laptop or whatever, and you got to get a new one and you have like that two day, three day, four day, however long period where you just don't have a phone or your phone's mangled and destroyed. It looks like it was in the garbage disposal because it maybe it was in the garbage disposal. Um, that's like a joyous thing. Oh man, you got a new phone. Think about that. You see your friend. Oh, shit. Is that the 11? Things looking sharp, buddy. <laughs> Black case was a great touch. <laughs> oh, you just fixed that foot that you haven't been able to use for a week? Why would I say I'm sorry? Why would I offer you to do? You should offer me. You, you fucking, you have a new foot now. Use it. You haven't been able to use that foot in weeks. And I'm the one that's going to get you water. You should be high energy, feeling the love, feeling like a new man. 
thinking back like a movie scene almost having like during that time your foot's broken having flashbacks waking up in cold sweats thinking about when you could walk when you were a regular kid you could run in the field and play soccer after school you get the thing fixed and it's me getting you the water it's me using my foot for your benefit you should be wanting to spread the love you you made yourself better now you want to make the world better that's how it should work we're, we're all so sad we're like oh man you just got operated on that's terrible yeah you just fucking improved your life greatly you just fixed something that would actually ruin your life if unattended right <laughs> like you, oh sorry you just have to live with a broken bone you're 20 and you just broke your arm well better become left-handed like that's it that's the alternative and we're, we're not, we just ignore that fact everyone feels so bad dude you just you had that's one of the biggest days of your life. Maybe not best or most fun or most memorable, maybe most memorable, but certainly one of the most important. The day, the day I had my kids, the day I got married and the day I, I had surgery to repair my ACL, like the three most important days in your life. That's a fact. That's a fact. The two bring you love and happiness and fulfill your goals and dreams and all that shit. And the other one allows you to not hate everything about everything. How's that? Imagine that. Oh, you tore your ACL playing like football in college one time. Okay. Well, that's torn. So good luck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you're going to participate in the men's golf league with a torn ACL when you're 40, but you could try. You could try. That's the alternative. Yeah. We come in like, oh, I'm so sorry. Hope you're doing Okay. Yeah, I hope you're doing okay. You just had an extremely complicated operation that only so many people even have the privilege of receiving. Yeah, I hope you're okay. Hope you're great. Hope you're flying through the clouds, kissing babies and holding hands with fucking Blue Jays and Cardinals. <sighs> you just fix the major issue with your life. You just fix one of the things you probably think about every day and are like, ah, I wish that was fixed. You just fix that. <laughs> You just fix that. Can we change the narrative? We need to change the narrative or at least start to open up the new perspective. We need to inform people. We need to spread a little bit of awareness. Like, Hey, I guess maybe feel a little bit bad for them if they're in great pain or it was a major, again, major operations, different story, but your friend who broke his wrist, like, okay, I hope. Yeah, that sucks that I guess you had surgery. I hope you're doing okay. But also congrats, dude, your wrist isn't broken anymore. You can use your hand again. Congrats. Why would I say I'm sorry to you? Congrats. This is fucking awesome. You can use your hand. Imagine that. You couldn't use your hand before that. <laughs> Congrats. What a, it's not all so bad, guys. It's not all so bad. They have the ultimate excuse, right? No one expects anything of them. They can sleep all day, watch movies, do whatever they want. And on top of that, they just fix something that was extremely wrong with their body. That's, that's, that's the worst thing that you could have someone th something wrong with. Yeah, it sucks when your phone breaks. Sure, when your laptop crashes while you're looking up for that movie on that sketchy website, that blows too. But you know what blows most of all? The body that you use every day to do everything when something's broken and hurts and you can't use it. That's for sure worse. So congrats, people who just had surgery. I'm not going to say sorry maybe as often. Maybe I'll still say sorry, but not as often because, hey, you don't have it that bad. <laughs> Oh, man. Kind of, I don't know, kind of mean of me. Not that mean. I mean, I'm not totally serious, but also a little bit serious. Like, they don't have it that bad. All right, that's all I got today, folks.
I appreciate everyone who listened. Appreciate everyone who spreads the word, tells their friends. Been getting some great messages recently, by the way. Like I, I haven't thrown that out. Thank you. Anyone like when people reach out and are like, "Oh man, look forward to the videos," or "Keep going," like it's been great. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Any positive like people that are even just are like, "Hey, keep it up." Like just like the, they've noticed message. It's like fuck yeah, dude. Fires me up. Love it. Keeps me going like you say. So I appreciate all the positive vibes, all the support, all the people spreading the word and trying to help this thing grow. I've said it a million times, but it's all up to you. So I really do appreciate that. Make sure to subscribe, rate it, fucking leave a review. I think, I think that helps too. All that stupid stuff that everyone says helps. It takes two seconds. I know it's like lame and corny and redundant, but it helps. So take two seconds today. Like when you're taking a shit today or doing whatever or in the car waiting for your carry out, just fucking do it real quick. It takes a second. Um, I'll be back tomorrow on the Detroiter feed. Great, 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 great episode. I haven't even recorded it yet and it's going to be fucking gas because I'm so fired up. Um, on Twitter at Nick second string on Instagram at the period, second period string, the second string Detroit at gmail.com. I will talk to you guys tomorrow on the Detroiter. Have a blessed day. Thank you.